Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back to the Johnny B Show, Super Short Wednesday night. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you, B-Holes. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, 727-579-1025, 800-771-1025. Twitter, at Johnny B Comedy, at Johnny B Show, at Hummel Radio, at home, underscore, made, underscore, man. And, of course, at Radicus, at Cannonfire Podcast. And we'll go to the phones right now because uh, we're going to talk Bucks draft and uh, in the football draft in general. Let's go to Rhett Matthew. What's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, man. I, before we get to the draft, uh, I saw your social media yesterday along with everybody else uh, in and around Tampa Bay that's uh, either part of the, uh, the media or at least uh, Bucks media and just everybody going crazy over Rob Gronkowski. Now, you got the information pretty much at the same time as everybody. What was your reaction? Because I'll, I'll tell you what mine was after yours. I, it just, it all happened so fast. Like, that was the weirdest part of it, was I saw a tweet come out from uh, Ian Rappaport that said, the Bucks are in negotiations with Rob Gronkowski. He's told the Patriots he wants to come back. And then 20 minutes later, he was signed to a deal with the Bucks. Right. We ended up trading what we did for him. So I'm honestly shocked just because of how fast it happened. I have to believe they sat on it for a little while. Like, they kind of, you know, kept it away from us for uh, they knew. maybe a week or two. Yeah, but it, it was just – I was shocked at how fast it happened. But I'm happy. I hope we can get the same Gronk that we did when he retired. I think if we get 75% of Gronk when he, uh, that he used to be, it'll still be – an extraordinary uh, weapon for for Tom Brady. Obviously, uh, since Gronk's only had Tom Brady as a quarterback, I believe his entire career, except for maybe one small injury, Tom Brady had. But um, my reaction was, I woke up as all the information was kind of coming in, and maybe five minutes after I woke up was when he actually it was it was a done deal. So I'm reading all these tweets, all the rumor mills. I saw Jay Glazer said he had a uh, he had a, a physical, and I was like, wait a minute. They're not going to get a physical unless there's a deal in place. And then, boom, five minutes later, it came in. And I screamed like a lady, like a big, like, how? like a big, I went, ah! <laughs> yeah. And Leah ran out of the room. She goes, what's going on? And I'm like, we got <laughs> And then she was excited. She don't even like football. She just like hot dudes. She went back in her room immediately. Yeah. Took care of business. Yes, she did. Without you. Yes, she did. I was like, why is there so much static on the TV for the last couple of minutes? Yeah. Um, so, no, I was very, very excited about that. And, look, you got to believe that, um, that there was, a, like, a little bit of tampering there. You know that Brady, when he signed the deal, he told them, I'm bringing Gronkowski with me. We can't say anything right now because they probably wanted to figure out whether or not they wanted to, how they wanted to handle it with the Patriots. Because if he came back with the Patriots and said, look, I want to play again, and they go, well, we can't afford to pay you $10 million, well, then they'd have to cut him, and then the Bucks could just pick him up. But then if it happened that way, it would look real tampery. And I don't know. I think I think uh, would they have to cut him, or could they say you just can't play? 
Well, no, if they, if they either play him, pay him $10 million or oh, cut him. Oh. Yeah, or trade him. That's all. That's that's your choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've got to I've got to believe that it was 110 percent Brady. The reason he's here. Yep. We had uh, Trevor Sikama on our show not that long ago, a little over a week ago, talking the draft. And we had asked him right at the beginning. I said, look, does this Gronk to Tampa thing hold any weight? And he said, you know, I hate to say it this way, but it's almost never say never. Because if Gronk wants to come back, he's insane. He's going to come back. Everyone's going to support it. And then he also said, I'm never going to doubt the power of Tom Brady. So I have to imagine that he was texting him every now and again, just reminding him, hey, we're putting together a real good Super Bowl team down here in Tampa. Maybe you should come out of retirement and uh, whoop some ass. Yeah, I saw. A, uh, I saw. I watched the uh, the presser with Gronkowski today. The Zoom press. I, I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> I saw some. I he, saw some moments of it, dude. He, I think he messed up. He goes. Uh, he goes. Yeah, I was. Good, uh, good win. He goes, Well, no, he said I was throwing passes and uh, with, with Tom a couple weeks ago, and then he then he stopped me. He goes couple months ago um you know and and he goes uh you know we talked then you know like i told him that you know definitely maybe which uh that makes sense he goes i told him uh, like definitely maybe if i come back uh i only want to play wherever you choose to to whatever team you you pick i would love to play with you but he he made it clear that he he wanted to play football again but only with tom brady so, which is kind, right. of, kind of baller, and you can't you can't deny the chemistry. Obviously, uh, they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, in you know, whenever they retire, so I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I think I think even if he's not a great player anymore, just the media buzz. I mean, the Bucks already are the darlings of the NFL with Tom Brady and all the other pieces that we've uh, locked up and everything else. But now you add this name, this celebrity. He's way bigger than football now. Uh, it's just another piece that just makes all the hype and all the attention around the Bucks. It's it's unbelievable that 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 for, hey, for this uh, you know, America's first time. new favorite team, man. I know, I know. Uh, Especially since uh, the Cowboys are a bunch of attention. scumbags, <laughs> jerk offs. <laughs> all right, Brett, let's get to the draft, buddy. Tomorrow night is uh, obviously uh, it's the unprecedented first time ever virtual draft. I think it's going to go over pretty well. Uh, I watched some of the WNBA draft uh, over the weekend just to kind of see how they did, and it seemed to go pretty swimmingly. There was a couple little weird moments, but uh, you know, a little lag or here and there. But the Bucks, have, I mean, I'm sorry, the NFL's already done two uh, like practice mock drafts with their system, and I think I think they're ready to go. Um, you so, know, for a fact, someone's going to zoom bomb this thing. I hope. I hope so too. Just, it's going to be fantastic, like like they did with uh, De Blasio. Just penises yeah. and eggplants everywhere. Yeah, we'll hear about that next segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, so the Bucks have the 14th pick and the 45th pick, uh, and I, I'm brain farting what the third pick is as far as number. Was that 124? I don't know. But um, it, a lot of people, it looks it looks pretty like simple how they should go, tackle right tackle in the first round, possibly running back in the second round. But you know how the Bucks are, very unpredictable. We really don't know for sure what they're going to do. Uh, have you heard any buzz throughout the uh, the Bucks media world, or or do you have a gut feeling how you think the Bucks are going to go? Um, you know, we talked about this on Sunday, uh, you and Ben Swig, and I would not be surprised if the Bucks wanted to make a move and trade up into the top ten. Uh, as we get closer to the draft, there are reports coming out that. Um, you know, those offensive tackles are not going to make it through the top 10. 
Um, they think Miami might be looking to get one, even though they're saying that Miami's going to get Tua. It's just smoke screens being thrown out everywhere. Oh, yeah. So nothing is certain. You can't guarantee that a solid tackle is going to fall to 14. So for them to trade up, I think using O.J. Howard as leverage. Um, like, I think O.J. Howard is just the uh, the piece that we have to wait and see how he falls come draft night. Yeah, he's because being drafted. He traded, it, yeah, he's being drafted draft day. Right. Like, that's what I'm thinking if they end up moving up. Um, Yeah, same difference. But uh, (laughs) um, I would like to see them move up. I really want to see them get an offensive tackle. If for whatever reason they stay at 14 and don't trade up and all the tackles are off the board, I still want them to get a big defensive tackle somewhere on the trenches I am fine with. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. Caleb on chase on an edge rusher out of LSU. Uh, Derek Brown might still be available. There's some good pass there. Derek Brown's gone yeah. in the first seven picks. Um, here's the thing I was thinking uh, as far as the defensive tackle. Uh, I don't mind them getting a guy in third, fourth, or, or you know, maybe even well, we don't have we only have one fourth, but maybe even the fifth round as a project guy because they're going to they're they're going to be part timers anyway. With you know, we have Vita Vea, we have Ndamukong Sue, we're bringing back uh, Nacho. I mean, we we we're not depleted. But they do know that, you know, Sue is, a, you know, he's definitely past his prime and and we're going to have to get some youth there for next year. But I don't think they have to go Ken Law with that first pick. I don't think they I think they can get a guy that has, uh, you know, all the potential and sit him behind some of these greats and let him learn from them. And of course, with Todd Bowles and and uh, the other leadership on the team, I, I don't think we have to use that kind of draft capital on a defensive lineman. Um also, did you see the rumor today that the Redskins are definitely they're 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 shopping Trent Williams for a trade on draft day tomorrow? Uh, who that's a tackle with experience. We talked about that with Ben Swig too. Um, instead of bringing in a rookie tackle, you know you, you, the Bucks are all in and they want to win they a Super Bowl in the next two years. Why risk it on a young talent when you can get a proven leader, a proven you know, veteran, a pro bowler, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. That's why I say you don't know what's going to happen. If they make a move on a guy like Trent Williams, that's the definition of a win now move. I think it wouldn't be a bad move, but the only question mark is the money because the guy wants a good amount of money and it's more than the cop space that we have left that has to go towards the rookies. And I know that there's some other guys that could restructure, you know, I know there's some money that can be moved around. At the end of the day, the cap space is a miss. See it every single year. There's one team that just, defies it all and signs all these really good players for pennies. But I don't know, man. I'm looking at if you go offensive tackle in the first round, if they're there, I like it better than trading for a guy like Williams. Mm-hmm. I just I see more upside with one of the big four offensive tackles. I think it's, you know, planning for the future while also putting a stud player at right tackle. What I like about, the move for Williams, but me personally, I like a rookie. What about trading back three or four spots so you could still get Josh Jones, who uh, is still a beast offensive tackle? Uh, you know, he's considered uh, the, the, the number five guy on most boards. Um, but a lot of people like him more than than uh, a couple. Yeah, I've seen him, you know, number three and number four on some people's boards as far as offensive tackles. And he would he might still be there if you maybe you pick up uh, you go from the second round to the top of the first so you can pick up a, a better running back or the running back that you want. Um, I mean that, that's a possibility. Uh, but I want to get right to the nuts and bolts of it. I want to know 
of all the tackles, if you could handpick one of them for the Bucks to have that would match our system, that would be perfect for the Bucks, which one would that be? I am a big fan of Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Um, I mean, he's just a bruiser. He's a big-bodied guy. He likes to dominate people. And it, it's just, I, I think it would fit very well. He'd fit really good at that right tackle position. Um, he's really number one on the order that I have those guys. So the order that I have would be Jedrick Wills, one, um, Tristan Wirfs, two, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, three, and Mekhi Becton, four. Not to say that, you know, that Mekhi Becton and the other guys are not good players. I just, that's how I would rank them. So I like Jedrick Wills out of all of them. He's really the guy that I think if they wanted to trade up to let's say number nine, trade with Jacksonville or something, get in front of some other teams that need the same position at an offensive tackle. I like Wills. He's my guy. Yeah, I like him too, but I, I, I don't expect him to be there. So I've, I've made myself not fall in love with him. Uh, I think he's, he'll be gone to the Giants probably or, or uh, Cleveland. Uh, it's going to be tough to get him. I like Mekhi Becton. He's uh, six foot seven, 365 pounds, and he – we talked about this Sunday with uh, Ben. He looks like it looks like a cartoon when he punches people and they fly across the field. And that's and that's not like uh, you know mediocre players. He's doing this with with guys at at the Senior Bowl. Like it, it's insane. Like he yeah. is he is unbelievably strong. He is he is a, a maniac. Like he loves physical contact like he likes to to beat people up and that's what you want on the offensive line that's the same attitude that ryan jensen has and that's the kind of attitude that that uh that brady and gronkowski were used to when they played with the patriots when they always had a great offensive line so uh oh and you know we didn't mention that too adding gronkowski adds a lot of uh offensive uh blocking when it comes to the run game gronkowski is an unbelievable blocker too just a beast uh, okay. What about if if somebody like Justin Herbert is available at that pick at no. 14? Hell no. Hell to the no. I, I think that's a big mistake for the Bucks, at least right now, because if you get Justin Herbert at 14, you're getting a quarterback that isn't going to play this year. And I think what the Bucks are focused on right now is this win-now objective. Yep. They need to get guys that they can just plug and play so they can put the best team possible on the field for Brady, especially since we only have him for two years. You want the best guys out there now. My opinion, it's an insult to Tom Brady to take a quarterback in the first or second round because you're basically, uh, you're saying you're here for two years, but we want a guy there in case maybe you do look like you're 43 years old or you're not going to hold up physically and we need this guy here. It's a distraction. I think you... You uh you could get a guy next year uh to to sit behind him with a clipboard. But wouldn't but wouldn't have a quarterback where you have him for two years sitting under Brady. Maybe you get a guy in the third or fourth round then and have him learn under Brady for two years instead of one year. That well, sounds that sounds even better, right? It doesn't when you think that we got to keep Brady upright. We can't have uh any kind of holes in the offensive line. Like we got to make sure that he has every every weapon at his disposal, and part of that is protection. Like. You don't want to go. Oh, sorry, we didn't grab a, a top tackle because we're we're worried about your backup. You know, or, or who's going to replace you? I don't know. It's kind of like your girlfriend moving in the the guy she's going to bang next year way too early before you even have a chance to find your own apartment. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to running backs real fast because obviously the Bucks are going to draft a running back because uh, they, they they've made it pretty clear. Uh, they've stated it uh, all the way back to the combine that that's where they're probably going to go for for the for another running back. They let uh, 
Barber go to the Redskins. They 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 I'm pretty pretty sure they only have uh, Ronald Jones and Abba Gungobale, uh on the roster. Uh, yeah, you got. It. And, yeah, and so they're going to go with the running back. Uh, there's five big running backs that everybody's looking at there too. Um, who's your guy? Because we'll probably have our pick of them. You know, I, I really like, out of the five big running backs people are talking about, I really like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I know he's the real popular name right now. He's what a lot of people are saying. But this kid out of LSU is just is really good. I was looking at some highlights of him the other day, and there was a game where he bounced to the outside on a run, got his head ripped off, wow. like spun around three times, hit the ground, and then jumped back up and was still going before he was tackled by somebody else. He's just one of those guys who gives you 110% every single time you hand him the ball. Aside from Edward Hilaire, I really like DeAndre Swift as well. DeAndre Swift is a good-looking guy, very agile, yep. You know, just runs between talkers very well. Um, and then probably Cam Akers would be my number three out of Florida State, solely because he's a local guy. You know, They love that stuff. They eat it up. But Clyde Edward Hilaire is my number one. You got it almost exactly. I, I I think I got it just a little bit different than you. I I like I like uh, Clyde also because of how he catches the ball. Uh, he gets open out of the backfield. He's very good at running out five or six yards, getting getting past the linebacker, and that's the thing that Brady loves more than anything is hitting that outlet. You know that that little safety valve. And uh, and he's he's made like mediocre guys look like like Super Bowl MVP. So you take somebody with oh, that yeah. much speed and that much elusiveness, and that's just another weapon for Brady. That just makes it so unfair to the whole NFL. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do to us. And Swift has the same kind of uh, same kind of moves. He has a he had a little bit of a fumbling problem for a while, but I like him and I do like Cam Akers because he's proved that he can run without an offensive line uh, very well for Florida State. So I do like that. Uh, so I think we're right around the same lines there, but I wouldn't be pissed off if we got J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, uh, you know, or or even Jonathan Taylor. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be like, you know, uh, throwing away or burning my jerseys. The uh, the thing with J.K. Dobbins that I have heard from the Bucks um, is just that they're not super high on him solely because he's not the greatest at pass blocking. It seems like the regime is that if you cannot pass block, then Bruce Arians doesn't want you on his football team. So. I think out of those running backs, he's lower on the list, but he's still a quality guy. He tossed him the ball out of the backfield. He'll make some magic happen. Yeah, I'm so excited about these running backs that can catch because the thing that I, I really studied, because I've been doing a lot of uh, film on, uh, watching a lot of film on Brady, uh, and it's it's funny you, you say that, like, wait, he's been in the league 20 years. You don't know what he looks like. I've never watched all of his games. <laughs> I'm a Bucks fan. So I've been really going in and watching, like, all, like, all this film on Brady, and – I was telling Will this uh, last night. It's incredible to see how great he is at hitting a running back in stride out of the backfield. And then I go back and I look at other quarterbacks, including Jameis Winston, and if they do throw that 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 little swing pass, even if it's a half yard behind them, or if they have to slow down just a click to catch that ball, it's a, it, it's the difference in you know seven, eight, sometimes fifteen, twenty yards. And Brady hits those running backs. And stri- he throws it four yards in front of them, and they, it just floats into their hands, and they are off to the races. And it, I, and I get a complete football boner thinking about the possibility of one of these rookies with just so little tread on their tires that he can just use and 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 uh, and abuse all these defenses with. It, it's got me pretty stoked there, Rhett. Oh yeah, man, I am excited. Brady in particular 
Uh, something that Bucks fans just haven't seen these past few years is the short passing game on offense. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, but it can be damn good effective if you have a quarterback like Tom Brady who can just sling it left and right. He can hit guys at the perfect timing on their routes. Um, it's going to be interesting. This offense is going to change just a little bit. I think they're still going to be able to put up the same numbers they have. Um, you know Bruce Arians, he's slinging it all over the field in that mm-hmm. offense. So I'm excited to see what they do, but those running backs, are a huge part, and just like you said, man, Brady's really good at delivering. All right, third round, give me your prediction. Where did the Bucks go? Did they go receiver? Did they go defense? Uh, this is really up in the air, like what they might do in the third round. Yeah, I think the third round is where they kind of have permission to, uh, to just make the pick that not everybody expects them to make. Um, I'm not expecting them to pick somebody in the secondary. I really would be fine if they went the entire draft and didn't draft a single secondary player. We've got six guys that can play safety. We have countless other cornerbacks. So I don't know if that's the move. I would like to see a defensive lineman. If you don't get one in the first, you don't get one in the second, I think you can still get some studs floating around in the third, either a defensive lineman or a wide receiver. Mm. Uh, But me personally, I would like to see a wide receiver later. Um, I think round three is still a little too rich for wide receivers in this class. Um, but I'd like to see defensive linemen. I don't have any names in particular I could give you, though. I uh, I have a prediction on third round, and uh, I don't know if you have an idea, Will, or if you've even looked that deep into it. This is – I have not paid oh, any attention at I love all. the draft. I, my, I usually do, too. I just haven't I just haven't had the time to look into it. I feel like uh, the Bucks may not go offensive linemen. In the first two rounds, it, they may go a little different. They may. I was just looking at a mock draft, and um, one of them said Jerry Judy at fourteen. Right. Must, if something yeah. if something weird like that happened, it to me it's because they got a lot of intel on one of these third round guys, and the guy that I've I've looked at some film on, uh, and obviously he played on a championship team is John Simpson from Clemson. So this guy is a beast, and. You know, 6'4", 321, uh, not a lot of holes in his game. I mean, and, and plus, you know, you put him on, on, a, on a team with Tom Brady and, and everybody else, it's going to make him play a little bit better. But even if they draft an offensive lineman in the first uh, a tackle, you double up on it. You add all that depth, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I like John oh, yeah. Simpson. That's my prediction for the third round is a guy named John Simpson out of Clemson because champions, uh, they, they seem to continue to play like champions, you would think. So, I don't know. Uh, we're talking to Rhett Matthew. Uh, you could you could find his podcast. You could watch it on YouTube. You could download it on all plat, uh, platforms. Uh, Cannon Fire Podcast, just search it on iOS, Android, and all that jive. Um, all right, I look forward to seeing uh, just how close we are with our predictions, and uh, hopefully the Bucks. Uh, they continue the, the best offseason they've ever had in the history of the NFL. So, uh, Rhett, thanks for calling in, buddy. Hey, thanks. I'm excited for the season, and Jason Light, day after day, is making believers out of each and every one of us. So I'm pumped to see what we got left. Uh, before we let you go, though, uh, we do have to get Anna's uh, – her, her, she she does want to predict who she thinks the Bucks will draft in the first round. Anna, yeah! Anna, who do you think it'll Hell be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's probably going to be the best – Guy we got. Right. You did some research. Who do you think the Bucks draft? Um, probably gonna be uh Jermaine mm-hmm. Dwayne Wayne. Okay. That's the fourth. Uh, Jermaine Dwayne Wayne. And uh what position does he play on? 
Tackle front. Tackle front. There you go. All right. Well, <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. All right, Rhett. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, thank you guys. Have a good one. Yeah. Stay safe. Rhett. Later, See pal. You, man. All right, let us, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we are rolling all up in hour number two, and it's already time for What the Hell News, including New York City. They're having major pussy problems. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.